Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. All right, time to talk to your good friend, Brandon Vogel from uh, counterread.com. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, good. We we just got into a little discussion about yesterday in the playoff. Um, the Big Ten and the SEC is going to have a discussion today. How how far does greed go with the Big Ten and the SEC before things just collapse? I don't know if there's if there's a ton of of danger of collapse. Um, maybe there's there's something I'm overlooking, like. They've kind of grown their power, uh, although also literally their their conference member count, um, unchecked to this point. And, and one of the shocking things to me of the, I guess, football offseason has been like we all kind of knew that the Big Ten and the SEC were set up to, to really run the sport um, going forward. But it was like that, that switch to me flipped almost immediately the moment the 2023 season was over it was just like oh we're, we're here now and like uh <clears throat> the class i guess disparity in, in college football which has always been pretty pretty big and, and pretty disparate but it used to include kind of five teams that you or five conferences you'd include near the top now it's just like the big 10 and the sec have it best and whatever happens to everybody else happens to everybody else is there is there any on your side of it, because I think everybody kind of has that maybe emotional attachment to wanting to see a group of five team make it in, and we know you're going to have that opportunity, but no more than one. Is Do you find that all disappointing, or is that just, hey, that's the reality, and that's that's where this thing is going? I, I find it hugely disappointing, but I'm probably at the extreme end of the, the other side of the spectrum from, from most college football fans. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would I would I would love to treat the college football playoff like the NCAA basketball tournament. Every conference gets an auto bid. Like I, I, I really would. And I understand that a, a lot of people don't consume the sport that way. They'd rather see, you know, as close as you can get to the best twelve teams in there. Kind of like for those teams that earn them earn their way in by winning a conference, let them in. Like I'll, I'll watch Western Kentucky, you know, try and try and knock off a Penn State in in round one. But uh, that's that's probably a, a minority view. So uh, that's that's but one of the ways that I think um, this power consolidation, for mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, becomes apparent. I went back and, and used the the college football playoff rankings from 2014 on, assuming the playoff committee would would go to this model where you have your four power conferences you, you give a courtesy spot to to one quote-unquote g5 team and and that's it and the big 10 and the sec basically average four and if you start looking at some of those way too early power rankings and, and count them up by conference you know the sec and the big 10 are making up 17 18 19 of those teams like mm-hmm. It's it's a different world already, and we have, we're not even close to starting football yet. So uh, this ties into a little bit that you talked about last week, and then wrote about at counterread.com is win totals. 
Half of the Big Ten, nine of the 18, have seven or more wins as their projected total. I mean, that's the middle of the pack in the Big Ten is going to be, that's going to be ferocious. So if you're looking at the new 12 and you're thinking, man, there's going to be some years the Big Ten gets four. There's going to be some years they get three. And it came up the other day with Matt Rule about scheduling, and it's been a topic for the next two days. You're a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team, but middle-of-the-pack, you're probably the fifth or sixth best team. The best path to scheduling so that you look good to the committee, in your opinion, is what? I, th- I think uh, another thing that makes me a little bit sad um, as, as something of a maybe traditionalist or college football globalist um, is Matt Rule's right. Like there's there there's there's no incentive really for for Nebraska to play Tennessee, a game that's been moved back what like two or three times at this point, yeah. but is is really cool on paper. Like the Vols are going to come to Lincoln, Nebraska is going to go to go to Knoxville. Um, there there's not a ton there because theoretically, like in the in a conference that's eighteen teams. Your, your strength of schedule or strength of record, which will probably be more important, should be fine. Like if you get to nine, mm-hmm. if you get to 10 wins in, in, in the Big Ten, like I think you're in no matter what. No matter if, you, if you're playing for a conference title, if you're that third team out. But you're going to be in a spot where a lot of nine and three teams are, are in the discussion, I think, for a 12-team playoff. So I, I brought this up yesterday. I, I want to know if – Based on like what Matt Rule said about scheduling, I, I think a lot of us can look at the way that the conferences have realigned and the strength of those conferences. There's an argument to be made about that may be the way to go as far as taking it easy a little bit more on the non-conference side of it. Do you think that conferences going forward will try to have a little bit more uniform decision when it does come to non-conference scheduling where they can't make you, but they will strongly encourage you to go one way or the other, whether it's group of five or make sure you still do keep a power five in there or involve FCS. However that might look, do you think there'll be a little bit more conference suggesting on that? Um, probably. Um, I mean, so much of this has been engineered in, in terms of, okay, we're expanding to 12 teams. Who, who are the 12 teams? Mm-hmm. Like what's the pool you're selecting from and conference realignment, like, all of it has, seems to have been aimed at getting as many teams in contention for kind of that that big payout at the end. Um, not just in terms of actual money, but in terms of like prestige and, and future earnings based on reputation is like from the Big Ten's perspective or the SEC, it's completely in your interest to try and get as many teams in there um, as you can every year. And having a say a Penn State, a team that probably comes into this this upcoming season as maybe the third or fourth best team, depending on what you think is going to happen at Michigan. Uh, having them lose a you know legitimately tough non conference game just it, it doesn't it doesn't help that um, you know it's it's one thing to lose to a conference conference school um, because you absorb some of that someplace else, but. To lose to a say they play West Virginia, I don't know Penn State's schedule off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that just it's it's straight loss from the Big Ten's perspective. Did Michigan in the last and now Michigan was good. It wasn't like they all of a sudden just arrived two years ago with bad non-conference schedules. 
they were good, and they've been really good for the last two years. What they did to get to the playoff with a non-con like it is, good or bad for the sport? Um, I, I think it, and we've seen this with some G5 teams with the with the fourteen playoff in terms of how close they would come. And we know Cincinnati actually got there. I do think there's kind of a cumulative effect, like. If, if Michigan's 2023 was their 2021, which was the year, you know, we come off COVID, uh, Jim Harbaugh, it seems like, is completely on the hot seat, and Michigan just jumps into the, the college football playoff and wins the Big Ten. They've done that for two years to that point. So I think that gave them some room to um, navigate, I guess, for, for lack of a better term, a, a shady non-conference schedule. Uh I don't know if that would have been the case if it was the first time we saw it, but it feels a little bit like a preview of, of what's coming. And with more playoff spots up for grabs, Ohio State and Mich- Ohio State and Georgia, I would say, are going to be really interesting programs over the next two or three years because I think they're kind of the bellwethers of a lot of this is, is going to become really dependent on your schedule draw. And if you can only schedule three of those games, like we we kind of know what Matt Rule said and where Nebraska wants to go in an ideal world, I think that's where most programs want to go. Like the scheduling gods are, are going to have a lot of control, I think, over over which teams make the make the twelve team playoff. Will this also be the end of scheduling so far out? Because COVID taught us we could kind of schedule on the fly. I, I think it will be um, because it, it, it goes back to there's just not not the upside that there once was, which is the part that makes me sad to these big, you know, to use an outdated term, intersectional games mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, Nebraska, Tennessee, two name programs. Like it would just be cool to see Nebraska in that stadium and Tennessee, Tennessee in that stadium. Um, there's just it's 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 not there. And um, I don't. So you can you can always pick up, particularly as the kind of quality gap I think widens between the Big Ten, and the SEC, certainly, and, and the rest of college football. Like you can always pick up those schools on shorter notice that that you could in the in the, in the old setup. Um, this will be an interesting conversation after we get to see how the playoff plays out over a couple of years. Brandon, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. It's uh, Brandon Vogel, Schedule Talk on sixteen twenty The Zone. It'll continue into the next hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, everybody be looking for 24 and 25 and then to adjust on the fly on how they find their path to the playoff. Mm-hmm. If you are one of those middle-of-the-pack teams in the Big Ten, which that's going to be a ferocious – we know who the Big Four are. Yeah. Now who's going to be the next Big Four that once every couple of years are going to emerge from there to get into the playoff? And how do you? what's your road to the playoff? Because not everybody thinks alike. Not everybody yep. is vibing with Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. There's some people like, no, no, no. We, we'll play the big boys. We'll take one of those. Because would a would a loss like that early in the year hurt you anymore? Well, and that's the thing, too. Like what you said about if you're Notre Dame and your college football rules are not in place to keep you out of the college football playoff, why join a conference? If you're not getting dinged like Michigan for scheduling yeah. soft and non-conference, why would you change it? I get it. It's not that attractive to your home fan base, but – Nothing against the fans. Your goal is to get to that final game, not appease the fans. Yep. All right. Well, uh, good show, everybody. Uh, the morning after uh, Creighton knocks off number one UConn. We'll see what Nebraska does tonight against uh, Indiana. And we'll be here tomorrow at 6 to talk about it.
Connor Happer Show is coming up next. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.